we were created to grow. It's natural to grow and thrive. When we're not growing, we're dying faster, right? And I think one of the greatest thieves of joy is the lack of growth. Hey, I'm Ronya Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and queen of joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy, and that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Create Joy podcast. I'm so happy to introduce Coach Fard to you because I didn't meet him for a whole year and now we are catching up on life and everything we do. We met at the Bo Eason event. It was awesome to, to meet you there, Fard. And um, yeah, I'm so happy that you are here. Who are you? Please introduce yourself. And um, what do you do? And how do you create joy? And what brings you joy? That's our topic for our talk. Just start and we'll, we'll see where we go next. I love it. I love it. First of all, it's an honor to be here um, broadcasting from Sacramento, California in the United States. And um, who I am, I'm, I'm Coach Fard Bell. Um, today, I'm very grateful to be uh, the founder of Born CEO Academy, where, which is an online school where I work with people who want to uh, have more support discovering who they were born to be what they were born to do, and how to put themselves in a position to create more time and financial freedom so they can do what they love without worrying about how the bills are going to get paid or how they're going to find the time or the confidence. So I love it. And um, I'm a recently a, a best-selling author as well. My, the first book in the Born CEO series came out. Uh, it's called Born to Rule, Awaken cool. the Born CEO Within You. And that's available at bornceo.com. And uh, I love it. I'm so proud of it. It's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Writing a book Thank is you. such a big achievement. It really is. It was a long time dream of mine. And, uh, and uh, to see it in tangible form, it's amazing. I think everyone has a story to tell. Uh, everybody has a message to share. And part of my... Uh, uh, dream is to help more and more people get that message out of them and serve their gifts to the world. Get out of the hamster wheel you don't like and do what you're born to be. Yes. <laughs> That's, there is so much work to do though, but um, yeah, step by step. <laughs> right. That's why it helps. It's uh, been helpful for me in my life to find great mentors and great coaches like yourself. Um, who can come alongside you and help you bring out the best, you know, people who have skills you don't have, gifts you don't have, perspectives that you don't have. And when you combine your gift and the gift of others together, it just creates a beautiful synergy. And we can go much further and faster than we would on our own. So that's why you want great coaches like Ronja. Yes. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I like to like, 
to see them, you know, my, my clients in, in their shining light in the future. They can't see it, maybe, but I can, and I can hold the space for, for this, this transformation to, to get there. And I think that's the magic about coaching. It's, it's faster, as you said, and, um, and uh, it just, you, you can leap forward with a coach. I always invest in coaches. I bet you do too. So, Absolutely. So it's, it's my, my number one expense has been in a personal development, mentoring, coaching, leadership development. And it's more of an it's more than expense. It's the best investment I've ever made, and I think the best investments we can ever make is in ourselves. Um, and the return is infinite. Yeah, the return, and and you always keep it. You take yourself wherever you go. So if your house is burning down or whatever happens, but your mindset that's that's what you're. What it's just yours. Nobody can take it from you. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's really like invest in your mindset time and energy and sometimes money if you don't want to do it yourself so yeah so cool i love to talk with you about the awesomeness of coaching it's just it's, <laughs> to me it's, it's it's magic and everything is so you know it my the clients are free to choose they can do something or not or i I was a teacher, you know, for 12 years, and then you have to do tests and correct the tests and tell them the grades. And I don't like to do that anymore. And now with coaching, it's so free. It's like, it's up, it's up to you. I, it's uh, so, it, it really is. Yeah, yeah. What brings you joy, Vard, in your everyday life? How do you create joy? I mean, look at you, you, you exude joy. <laughs> and I know when we met, we were like, like uh, yeah, just, Two joyful, toy, joyful humans like having a lot of fun together, and um, yeah, that's. Sometimes people tell me you're always so joyful, you know. And I said, yeah, I do something for that, you know. It's not, it's for free, but you have to, you have to do things, mm -hmm. and then the reward is this joyful um, feeling. Or what do you do for your daily dose of? Joy? It's quite interesting. For years, people have said things like, why are you so happy? Like, what, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, what do you mean what's wrong with me? What, why are you not so happy? I don't know. But um, I've, I've given it some thought. And actually, um, I, I came up with 10 ways to create more joy wow. in your life. And all 10 of these are from personal experience and some of the things that have helped me because I can think of many times in my life when I did not have much joy and some things shifted. And it uh, doesn't mean I'm always super joyful, but probably 99.5% of the time, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm filled with joy. I'm filled with gratitude. And so the, the first, uh, the first, the number one thing that brings me joy, the number one thing I suggest people do to have more joy in their life is to believe you are loved unconditionally. Wow. Believe you are loved unconditionally. Uh, there's no greater joy in life than the joy of knowing that you're loved unconditionally. And there have been many times in my life where I didn't feel loved. And my joy was greatly impacted by how other people treated me. 
I don't know if you can relate to that, right? Many people can relate to that. And the problem with that is, is it's great to be loved by people in our lives, but people are people, people are human. And oftentimes the love of others is conditional and it can send us on an emotional roller coaster where sometimes we feel joyful, sometimes we don't, sometimes we feel great, sometimes we feel horrible. And I lived like that for, for quite some time. Um, and in my book, my first book, I talk about my journey. By the, by the time I was six years old, I didn't want to be alive anymore. Oh, wow. But that, you talk about not having joy. You know, what's a six-year-old kid doing not wanting to be alive? Or at least I didn't think I wanted to be alive. And it was because not only the circumstances that I experienced, but more so how I received those circumstances. I didn't know I was loved. You know, there were times I didn't feel even worthy of love. We'll talk about that uh, shortly. But when I, it wasn't until I started believing that I was loved unconditionally that I tapped into an unlimited supply of joy. And that started from the time I was six years old. And how and from, did that change there? What changed there? What you, happened? You've got to read the book. I tell the story. I'm just teasing. But um, uh, do, a, a, do a little more, a little, little bigger I'll teaser, you, please. So, so uh, I was, I was heavily teased as a kid. You know, kids can be brutal in school growing up. Um, I moved around a lot. I was always the new kid. You know, I had plenty of, um, I had several health challenges. I almost died from asthma several times as well. So I had a few near-death experiences already, but. The straw that broke the camel's back, as they say, was when I came to school one day and I overheard the teachers making fun of my name. Oh, wow. So my name is Fard, F-A-R-D. And so I tell people it was hard having a name like Fard growing up. Um, and it's one thing to take the abuse from the kids. It's a whole nother thing where the people you look up to and the people you respect and you believe they know everything, um, that that made a huge impact. So I started to believe that if the teachers were saying the same thing that the kids were saying, then maybe everything the kids were saying was true as well. So I started to believe things that weren't true about myself. And I, I, I didn't feel loved, I didn't feel valued. And one day um, in the midst of all of this, I actually had a dream and it was, a dream I'll never forget. And God showed up in my dream. The Lord showed up in my dream. And the message was, I'm with you and I'm pleased. And I'm keeping you alive because there's something very important you were born to do. Wow. And I woke up, I woke up from that dream and I felt the same way I did while I was dreaming. Like I was just filled with love. I felt a level of love I'd never experienced before. Uh, and even when I woke up, I could still feel the warmth. I felt, I just felt differently. And that next day I was around the corner at my best friend's house and I was running across the street like I normally did. I should have, you know, gone to the crosswalk like a sane person, <laughs> but I would run across the street and he lived on this hill. And you can't see the traffic coming from the other side of the hill. And I slipped and fell, it was raining outside. And before I could get up 
from the middle of the street, I heard tires screeching behind me. It was a big truck and I just braced myself because I couldn't get up fast enough. And I knew I was about to die that day, but the truck barely tapped my back. Oh, come on. It was impossible. My best friend was in the door with his mouth wide open. Um, I was in awe. The guy driving the truck was looking for my body underneath the truck. And when I stood up, he just started weeping. Um, And all of us knew it was impossible that I did not get run over. And so all I could think of that day was the dream I just had the day before and the message, I'm keeping you alive because there's something important you were born to do. And that's where the whole born CEO message comes from with my school, Born CEO Academy, with the book, You Were Born to Rule. Um, I felt a level of love that I didn't believe existed. I didn't know existed before. And from that point on, I started paying attention to different things in my life. And I realized that God's love had been there the entire time. And if nobody else loves me, I know that I can always go back to that, that source of love from the creator of the universe. And it's never run out. It's never been conditional, even when I may have thought it was. But just that one thing alone has uh, sparked a, a flame of joy that has never gone away. You know, even when I don't feel good or when I feel bad or I'm not feeling joyful, all I have to do is tap back into that source and it brings me joy instantly. So that is by far the number one way that I create joy in my life. What do you say if somebody says, I don't believe in God, go away with that. Can you like convince a person like that to to trust in whatever source, but just trust and tap into this feeling? Or you say, well, that's your your loss if you don't want to believe that. The the first thing I would say is I, I can totally relate to that. I mean, there was a time I didn't believe in God. There, there was a time I, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And uh, what I would say is what, what I've learned is that faith is a choice. And that's not something that anybody can decide for you, um, but it's a choice. And here's how I look at things. Um, I can choose to believe two things, one of two things. I could choose to believe that there is no God or that you know there's no unconditional love and that I'm not unconditional love. And I can choose to believe and open myself up to receive that unconditional love. So for me, if I'm going to choose anyway, either way, we're going to choose. And so if I'm going to choose anyway, I want to choose what's going to bring the greatest joy to my life. And it certainly brings me more joy to believe that I am loved unconditionally, to believe in a higher power um, and to allow myself to receive all that comes with that. And so. I would just say, just be open to receiving that unconditional love. What if it is true? What if it is there? And when you do experience that unconditional love, when you do allow yourself to receive that and believe it, I'm telling you, you're tapping into a source of joy that is unlimited. It's everlasting. And no matter what you go through in life, it will carry you through. I've been through a lot of things in my life. And I don't know if I would still be here if it wasn't 
for uh, allowing myself to believe and allowing myself to receive that unconditional love of God. I love that. Like I allow myself to feel that way. And that's like, maybe that's all you need to tell yourself and then you don't need an explanation or like an old story or the Bible or whatever. It's just like, okay, okay. I allow myself to feel unconditionally loved. So that's number one part. Yes. <laughs> that was just number one. Yes. That was, <laughs> we need two hours of uh, <laughs> So number two is put your crown on. So in the Born CEO, um, this is our logo, Born CEO. It's a crown and it says Born and then CEO. And it's a reminder that you are the Born CEO of your life incorporated. You are the Born CEO of your life incorporated. So I would encourage anybody listening, write that down. I am the Born CEO of my life incorporated. And so when you put your crown on, it's a reminder that you are royalty. And when you understand who you are and you develop a healthy self-worth, a healthy self-image, that alone creates a certain level of joy that we don't have to get from anybody else. So as I mentioned earlier, one of the reasons why I was experiencing a loss of joy in my life. I got into the lowest point I think you can get where you want to disappear and go. You don't even want to be alive anymore. I don't think it gets much lower than that. Um, and a lot of it was because I didn't know who I was. I, I had low self-worth. I didn't allow myself to tap into my own power, my own self-worth. And so step two, number two, is about developing a very healthy self-image and not allowing yourself to flirt with lies. Uh, when I do workshops and seminars, I tell people, stop flirting with lies. <laughs> you know, it's been said the greatest story you'll ever tell is the story you tell yourself about yourself. I'll say that again. The greatest story you'll ever tell is the story you tell yourself about yourself. And so if we aren't saying good things about ourselves, to ourselves, then we're believing lies, right? Because I don't believe God created anybody less than a 10 on a scale of one to 10. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, God only created 10s. So you're a 10. If you're watching, if you're listening right now, just tell somebody, tell yourself, I'm a 10, right? And anytime you feel less than a 10, whether you allow somebody else to make you feel less than a 10, or you allow yourself to make yourself feel less than a 10, you are flirting with lies. Well, stop I it. Yes, stop that. Stop and it. I tell you, women are cruel to themselves like especially women i don't know men probably yeah they're catching up i think but come on don't talk like the meanest girl in class to yourself all day long that's just unfair 
I love that. Yeah, you know, with lies. It, it's, it's, it's so important. And so if God made me a 10, but I'm speaking to myself or seeing myself anything less than a 10, then I am not operating in the image that I was created in. I, I believe I was created in the image of God. And so putting your crown back on is about protecting your identity, discovering who you truly are and protecting your identity. That's what the first chapter is about in Born to Rule. It's about discovering who you are, tapping into your true identity, putting your crown back on and walking like that royal king, that royal queen that you were created to be. So that's what step two is all about, or, or number two, is, um, is protecting your identity. Put your crown on. Um, there's a book uh, by Lori Beth Jones, and she said, uh, what if everything you said about yourself came out, came back, and wrapped itself around you? What type of verbal wardrobe would you be wearing? Wow. Like, would you be wearing rags or would you be wearing the garb of loyalty and that's a powerful visual but protect your identity put your crown back on and that alone will create an internal source of joy that i don't think you can get from the outside yeah that's number two what i love about that and and it's the same what i believe it makes you yourself independent you know you don't need anybody telling you otherwise you're taking care of yourself in that matter and and then you you are full of power to to do whatever you want to do but but a lot of people are that that's egoistic that's um so self-centered but if you are full of energy you can serve the world just better than if you're low on energy and and low on self-esteem Absolutely. If you don't love yourself, you cannot love others properly. And here's my take on that. So as I mentioned, I believe uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, God created all of his children as a 10, right? Anything above 10 is God. <laughs> so we don't need to be an 11 or 12 or 20. That's God's territory, right? Bring it back down. If you ever find yourself going above 10 and feeling like you're better than other people, bring it back down to 10. 10 is healthy, <laughs> right? And if you ever find yourself going below a 10, a nine or eight, bring it back up because that's not healthy either. We're 10. And I think that's healthy. I don't think that's ego or, and, or arrogance, I should say. Um, I think that's just healthy self-esteem. So good. Point two. I'm I'm so curious. Like I have eight more to go. How cool is okay. that? Okay. <laughs> Number three. The third way to create more joy in your life is to practice personal development. I get so much joy from growing every day. And so what do I mean by personal development? To me, true personal development is the process of transforming into the best version of your true self. So as you begin to discover who you were truly born to be, you put your crown back on, you're flowing in that unconditional love. Now it's time to start growing. What can we learn? 
What can we read? Uh, what classes can you take to become more of who you were born to be? So some of the practices that have helped me over the years, um, reading 10 pages a day of a good book, right? Um, and I'm not someone who grew up enjoying the process of reading. Even with the people joke, laugh at me when I say I don't actually enjoy the process of reading. Some people love reading books. That's not, I'm not that person, but I love to grow. I love to learn and I get joy from it. And so 10 pages a day of a good book, that's a 300 page book in 30 days. That's a book a month, right? If it's a 300 page book, my books are shorter because I write them for people like me. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, 10 pages a day, 30 minutes a day of a good audio book or a YouTube video or podcast like yours, uh, like this one, um, attend a seminar. That's how you and I met, attending a seminar. You know, I was so inspired. You flew all from around the world to come to California, you know, investing in yourself, investing in your own growth. You know, it's so rewarding, um, this, that self-discovery and self-development. And so there's a, there's a source of joy that comes from growth, from knowing that we're not stagnant. I don't think we can be truly happy when we're not growing. Yeah, I so always perfect. imagine a tree, you know, a tree has abundantly lo loads of, of leaves and next year the tree will make even more leaves. It's not like, well, two or three, that's enough. <laughs> It's like, or, or blossoms. I love cherry blossoms. I met my husband underneath the Japanese cherry blossom trees in Japan. Oh. And you know, they're not made, they're not, um, there are no fruits. It's just the whole tree is focused on blooming. And it's just this abundance of, of blossoms. And, and when you say like, let's grow, let's invest in ourselves. Some people, I know some teachers at my school, they said, why do you want more, more, more? Like, that's enough. And I thought, how? I, I was amazed. Like, I don't get it. I, I want to grow, like you say. And if you look at nature, it's really not like three is enough or five, maybe six. No, thousands. If you look at the field of flowers, it's like, oh, wow. And, and the, the diversity and the colors. And so I get inspired by this image. When you say growing, I totally. Yes. We were created to grow. It's natural to grow and thrive. When we're not growing, we're dying faster, right? And I think one of the greatest thieves of joy is the lack of growth, stagnation. That will so be that's, a quote. That will be a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. For sure, yeah. Number four is guard your mind. Guard your mind. So it's one thing to, to grow and to develop. It's another thing to protect our mind. I believe that our, our minds are like gardens. You were talking about flowers and trees. And in fact, um, I'm from Washington, D.C. originally. And the cherry blossom, we're known for cherry blossoms That's in Washington, D.C. Yeah, there are cherry blossom um, um, festivals also there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of my first businesses when I was a little boy was pulling weeds. And uh, my next door neighbor was in his garden and he was doing something and I was bored that particular day. And I just said, hey, what are you doing, Mr. Rich? That was his name. And he said, I'm pulling the weeds out of my garden. 
out of my ivy uh, plants. And I said, oh, can I help? And he said, do you know how? And I said, no. And so when I first started pulling the weeds, I was just pulling them from the, from the tip of the weed. And he said, no, 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 let me show you how to do it properly. The weed is still there unless you pull it up from the root. And he taught me to dig deep down in the dirt and pull the weed from its root. And over the years, I learned so many lessons reflecting back on that. But one of them is that your mind is like a garden. And no matter what you do, you don't have to do anything at all in order for weeds to grow. It takes zero effort for weeds to grow. But it takes effort to maintain a beautiful garden, especially the beautiful garden of our minds. I love that. So protecting your mind, for me, uh, one of the best things I ever did was turn off the television. I know it's tough. We've been conditioned to watch negative news and a lot of different negative things. But there was a season in my life uh, when I was in, in school where I decided to stop watching television and stop exposing my mind to negative news, negativity, negative thoughts, negative people, and just replace that with good thoughts, with healthy thoughts, with positive thoughts. But protecting my mind has been amazing. Um, and then there were times when I said, you know what, let me just, let me watch this program. And uh, I remember when I started watching television again, my dreams were different. My level of inspiration was different. You know, I was feeling a little depressed or down. And it was, I was allowing outside forces to affect my joy. And so in the process of creating more joy in your life, remember to protect your mind from the things that will rob you of joy. And whatever that means for you, you've got to decide what that is for yourself. But for me, I don't watch the news. You know, I'm going to hear about it anyway from somebody or somewhere. I prefer the watered down version. I don't need to know every single thing that's happening that's negative. I'm not insensitive to things that are happening. Um, You know, I like to know and I like to, I'm a praying person. I like to pray for people and pray for uh, circumstances. But a part of this is also realizing what I have influence over and what I don't have influence over. And if it's something that I don't have much influence over, then it doesn't, I don't allow it to take up a lot of my focus or a lot of my energy. You know, if, if all I can do is pray, I'll pray. If there's something I can do about it, I'm going to do something about it. Um, and I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on where I want to go, where I want to be, not where I don't want to go or where I don't want to be. And so I think one of the things that steals joy from a lot of people is being so open to all sources of negativity and all types of influences that are actually robbing them of joy. And I've learned to stand guard at the gates of my mind. So that's what number four is all about. So cool. And you know, I always say, tell my clients, you have like, a, what's that called? Like the water for, for, for um, watering the, the flowers? What's that? Like the- Oh, like a flower pot or? Is it the flower pot? Like it sprinkles the water? Oh, the sprinkler or the hose. I know what you mean. Yes. It's not a hose. It's a, like a... I know. 
Yeah, they, they hose the water and they pour it in there. That's oh, yeah, you all like, know what you're talking about. We have like two of them a day, and you can decide if you want to water the wheat or or the flowers. You you have you just have this time frame of a day and your capacity to think. And if you invest all your water in 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 worries and as you say, things you can't change. I always loved this. Um, is it a poem? Like. Um, what can I, God, give me the wisdom? Yes, the serenity prayer. Yeah, I, I put that actually on my, I don't know how you say that. I, I'm a Protestant. I grew up Protestant and uh, we had this, um, you have a celebratory moment when you're 16, like you're grown up, mm -hmm. church means then. And we designed a, a painting and I put that prayer on, on there because I really, felt like yeah that's that's what i want to focus on and as you say like your garden i love that that your your thoughts are a garden and that's my <laughs> yes that suits that picture well and, and as the born ceo of my life incorporated whose job is it to protect that garden it's my job and so weeds will grow so i have to tend the garden i have to protect my mind from anything that will rob me of joy, rob me of purpose, rob me of freedom, rob me of the ability to actually focus on the things that I can do. And that's why this is so important is because sometimes we can get so caught up in things that are not going well or negativity or circumstance that we lose sight of what we can influence and the energy that we have to make a difference, to make positive change. And I'd rather focus on making that positive change, flowing in that joy, being a light in the world, uh, than uh, getting beat down by life, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And again, this so, choice, you, you, you said, I choose to feel um, unconditionally loved and again that's a choice again it's so many things are a choice and you have it in your hands and that's what like yeah everything is on me like i can't call out life and 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 circumstances and my the people around me and i always say yeah but that's a good thing right you can decide and you can choose how good is that because otherwise it would be forced on you or you you couldn't decide that would be a a shitty situation so be <laughs> grateful that you can choose you have to choose i have some uh, declarations in the in the book and uh some of them say i am the born ceo of my mind i am the born ceo of my time and i am the born ceo of my choices wow yeah and it's so important that we remind ourselves we're all born ceos are you and, did you record an audiobook? I'm the audiobook uh, girl, so I need I love audiobooks too. Coming soon. Okay. Okay. I need that book and I need the audio the audible. Book. Yes, the book the book is the uh, the audiobook's not ready yet, but the the book is available now at bornceo.com and uh, when you purchase the book, you'll be on this list to noti be notified when the audiobook comes out. And when the next books in the series come out as well. Perfect. And is it on Amazon too? I guess. Um, it is. Okay. Okay. Perfect. It is. We'll but put uh, all the links in the show notes. So. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
Um, so number five uh, is about goals. Setting, planning, and achieving goals, which are three different aspects when it comes to goals, by the way. But when I was 14 years old, um, I overheard my, my stepdad listening to an audio book by Napoleon Hill, who is most famous for the book Think and Grow Rich. And my dad was planting those seeds. He always wanted us to, uh, to think different and to have a better life than he had. And, um, and one of the things he taught me was that if you don't learn, um, if you don't learn how to um, control your own destiny, create your own business, be free, then you'll spend your life subject to other people's priorities and circumstances. But he was really into learning and listening to audiobooks. And one day I heard Napoleon Hill and it got my attention. And he said, after studying the 500 most successful people in the world, the number one thing they had in common is they found their definite major purpose in life. And they started to dedicate their lives to that one single purpose. And as I started listening to that uh, program, uh, the science of personal achievement is what it was called. I started learning that successful people think differently. And one of the things that successful people do that others don't is that they write down their goals and they plan their goals and then they achieve their goals. And so number five is about setting, planning and achieving goals. Like even if it's small, like decide what you want and make a plan for it and do something every day toward it. It feels so good. Some people like to make lists or checklists and check something off every day. Um, but I don't mean just little tasks. I mean, think about your life and what your vision for your life. Take your vision for your life. I see you've got that beautiful dream board behind you, right? Vision board. Make a vision board or vision book. Get clear on what you want your life to look like in the next five years, for example. And, but set goals. Okay, what are some things, if I could only accomplish one thing this year that would move me closer toward that vision, bringing that vision into reality, what would that one thing be? And then break that down. If I can only accomplish one thing this quarter, this 90-day season, that would put me on track to achieve that goal, what would that one thing be? And then start breaking that down by the, the, the month, by the week. And what can I do? My favorite question that moves me forward is what can I do? What simple thing can I do every week and or every day that will automatically put me on track to achieve my goal? What simple thing can you do every day and or every week that will automatically put you on track to achieve your goal. That question is so important because sometimes we think it has to be something complicated or something major in order to achieve a goal. But there's simple little things that we can do every single day that add up over time. And then we look up and go, oh my goodness, how did I get this far? How did I come this far? So don't neglect the simple things. One of my, the best days of my life was the day I got a chance to spend with 
my mentor, the late, great Jim Rohn. And for those who aren't familiar with Jim Rohn, you are missing out. Go to okay, YouTube. I'm missing out. Tell me. Go to YouTube and type in Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N as in Nancy. Uh, he was a mentor to the great Tony Robbins, for those familiar with Tony Robbins. A mentor to the great Les Brown. A mentor to the great Fard Bell. <laughs> yes. But seriously speaking, I have my crown on if you all yes, can't tell. I see that. It has pink and, and um, yellow and <laughs> blue gemstones on it. But, but he taught me uh, and so many others that success is about doing simple little things every day that compound over time it's not the difficult things that we need in order to be successful it's about simple daily disciplines and so i translate that to mean the form there's a formula for success and there's a formula for failure and both of them are very similar and so the formula for failure is to say, I could do this simple little thing. <laughs> I should do this simple little thing, but I don't. I could, I should, but I won't. That's the formula for failure. Like, I could read 10 pages a day of a good book. I should read 10 pages of a good book. It's simple, but I don't do it. That's the simple formula for failure. I should eat an apple a day or vegetables or fruit. I should exercise, do you know, 10, 15 minutes of exercise, 30 minutes, it's simple. It's simple to do. I could, I should, but I don't. You know, I could make a, a deposit in my relationships, the people I love, a, emotion, a good emotional deposit. I should, but I don't. It's the simple little things in every area of life that make the difference. And what he taught us is that what's easy to do is just as easy not to do. And that is our undoing. <laughs> when, we so when we neglect to do the simple things, not the complicated things, the simple things that we could do, we should do, but we don't do. So the formula for success is very similar. It's simply, I could, I should, and I did, and it doesn't have to be major. I did my 10 push-ups today. Hey, it's bigger than zero, right? <laughs> you know, I'm making progress. You know, I made my bed today. I read 10 pages today. You know, I said, I love you to somebody who needed to hear it today, you know? And so it's the little things that make the difference. So this one is about, number uh, five is about setting, getting clear in your vision but setting goals around it, making a plan, a winning plan around it. This is a lot of the work I do with my clients is helping them to clarify what they really, really want, number one. Number two, create a winning plan to actually achieve it. Some people know what they want, but they don't have a winning plan. They have a plan, but it's not a winning plan. It's not gonna get them where they wanna go. <laughs> That's a <laughs> difference. And then the third part, once you have a winning plan, some people struggle with implementation. And that's where a lot of my work is, is help as a success coach, is helping people implement the winning plan based on what they really, 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 really want. If you do that, I'm telling you, there's a source of joy 
that comes from progress, making progress every day, checking, checking things off towards your vision and your goal and seeing it come into fruition. I'm telling you, it's worth a shot. And that's what number five is all about. For me, it's like a puzzle, you know, you have you first you put down the, the, the edge or what? Yes, the edge, the corners, and then, yes. And like the easy parts and then some, some are really a pain in the ass to, to, to find <laughs> where it goes. But in the end, it's like, oh, wow, I did that. That's so cool. And it can be, you know, learning a skill or, or writing a book. You have to write words and sentences and then it's a chapter and from chapters there is a book and then you have a book like oh wow but if you don't you write it. sentences you you don't get a book it's it's, it's that's a per perfect example i have many clients hire me to help them get their book done get their book finished and so several of my clients have been wanting to be an author for years and years just like i was and then finally um uh, they made an investment to get help with implementation because that's the big one. Some people invest in inspiration, which is very important to be inspired, right? I'll invest money to go to a great seminar, a workshop to get inspired because I need inspiration. I'll invest money to get information. I need to know the right information in order to bring my vision into fruition. I need to know what to do from the experts. So I invest a lot of money in information, the right mentors and coaches. But the number one thing that people don't invest in is the only thing that turns the inspiration and the information into the transformation that they're seeking. And that's implementation. Action. Implementation. You know, to get a return on those investments, we got to implement. So I invest in implementation as well. It's the most important. If I'm inspired and I know what to do, but I'm not doing it, well, who do I need to bring into my life? What resources do I need to help me implement faster so I can get a return on that investment? And so um, it's so wonderful. I have several uh, clients that are now published authors. One of them said, uh, Steve Bacon, he said, I don't have a book. What do you mean? I'm like, you, I'll pull your book out of you in a few weeks. I was just saying that. He said, he said prove it. I said, okay, perfect. So he uh, signed up for my 12-week sessions. And before the second session was done, we had pulled out his whole book from the whole framework for his book. And within a few weeks, he was, his book was done. <laughs> He's like, man, how did you do that? But implementation is very key. So, um, so yeah, the process of, of, of setting, planning, and achieving goals starts small. It's, it's like a muscle, you know? Um, you know, somebody doesn't start from day one lifting 400 pounds, like my friend, big Tommy Burns, right? He's a, he's a strong man. He runs Beast of the Bay, um, strong man in uh, Northern California. And that was his dream to be a strong man. And he came through Born CEO Academy, crystallized his dream, and uh, started earning more in his dream than he was ever earning on a job. But he lifts all kinds of weights, pulls fire trucks, fire engines, you know, that kind of stuff. But he didn't start off that way. Nobody starts off with 400 pounds. You start where you are. And as you get stronger, you can put more weights and more weights on. And then one day you look up and you're like, wow, I can lift heavier weights. And goal setting is the same thing. Goal achievement 
is is like weightlifting. You start where you are, and then you build up the muscle, and then you can achieve bigger goals and bigger goals and bigger goals. But be kind to yourself in the process. Start small and build those goal achieving muscles, and watch the joy that it brings you from the process of goal achievement. Okay. So important too, I think, is don't wait until you are in a big crisis or like on a point mm. of no return. Like just again decide okay now enough is enough i just start to implement that now i i wrote a book um about um creating joy and i actually also what do i want i think that's so important to have clarity for what do i want in every area of my my life and and in for in in the topic of fitness you know and health i all i i um tell about my father he had um limbago i don't know if that's the correct word like he couldn't move his back he had a sudden pain we we say in swiss german uh, a witch shoot it in your back that's the term oh, wow. of this like sudden electricity shock kind of of pain yes. just laying down and I, i remember i was like 12 years old and he couldn't move for three days and the physiotherapist came to our house for massaging him and And that's when he started to work out in the morning for 10, 15 minutes for now 35 years, you know? And I mean, mm. I did the calculation, I don't remember, but it's some kind of over 30,000 times he did his little workout. And that's just, he's over 80 now. He's still walking up to our mountain cabin in winter with snowshoes, you know, and, and again, wow. step by step without any hurry. And, um, it's it's the little things as you say daily they they just make the whole difference it's habits again it's goals and habits and and being consistent because you just know it's non-negotiable i just do that for me that's my gift to myself so yes and that's what and your point was don't wait you know don't i have a phrase the witch is shooting in your <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't wait. Start now. You know, we have a phrase I like to use called not now, but right now. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. don't do it later. Don't do it now. Do it right now. And you'll be so glad you did. And so that's what number uh, five is all about. Number six is discover and do what you were born to do. There is no, the joy and fulfillment that comes from doing what you were born to do, what you were created to do, what you were gifted to do. I'm telling you, that is a flame of joy you never want to go out. And, you know, the great uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, one of my other mentors, and I talk about, for those that are, if you're trying to keep up with all the names and the books, I have a, in the a show notes. Yeah, in the show notes, and they're in the book. If you get in the book, you'll see a list of my mentors that I've learned from as well. Um, and some of the resources that I highly recommend. But Dr. Miles Monroe has a ton on YouTube about purpose. And one of my favorite things that he said is that you can retire from a job, but you can never retire from your purpose. And so your purpose is your life work. What were you born to do? What were you gifted to do? And that's greatly of what the whole Born CEO series is about is helping people discover who they were born to be, what they were born to do, 
and putting together a customized plan to actually bring that dream into reality. And so um, discover what you were born to do, discover your gift and put together a plan to do it. And there's no greater fulfillment than knowing that you were doing what you were put here to do. And I'm telling you, that's a great source of joy in itself. And as you are a 10 out of 10, you have something to offer. You can't argue with uh, the 10, so. <laughs> exactly, the world needs your gift. Number seven is make a positive impact on somebody's life every day. That's a huge source of joy to me. You know, to be able to wake up and go, who can I serve today? Whose life can I touch today? How can I make an impact on someone's life today? Whether it's sending a message to somebody to check in. For me, whether it's coaching, having a coaching conversation, or I love to do um, um, free strategy sessions whenever I get a chance. I'll give away a certain number of strategy sessions. In fact, anybody who's listening today, I'm going to open up a few free slots if that's okay. Yes, please. Um, um, uh, if you go to bornceo.com um, and click on executive coaching, there's a link um, while it's still up for free strategy sessions. And uh, feel free to just let, mention in the comments that you found me from uh, Ranja's podcast. And I'm going to give away a, a few free strategy sessions to the first people that book a session um uh here uh but that's one of my ways of giving back of making a difference in somebody's life and you and know the free strategy session can change someone's life completely like there are people out there who just need a little push and yes. off they go I've had, I've had some people say i want to hire you and i want to work with you i've had other people go that free strategy session was exactly what i needed i'm good for now and that brings me great joy and so, yes, you know, um, but what can you do to make a difference in people's life? You know, my neighbor, I, I noticed that uh, the, uh, the delivery truck had dropped my neighbor's package off and just left it on the corner. <laughs> and I happened to look and see that it was my neighbor's box and I picked it up and brought it to my neighbor. You know, something like that, just acts of kindness. It could be a random act of kindness it could be a kind word. It could be giving a smile to somebody, you know, just checking in, especially in times like now, you know, check in with people, people, somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. My intentions is to reach out to somebody every week that I haven't spoken to in a while and just check in. Hey, it's been a long time. I just want to know how you're doing, you know? And so, you know, John C. Maxwell said, you know, uh, leadership uh, uh, guru, um, in his book, The 21 Qualities of a Leader, he talks about the quality of giving. As a candle never loses anything by lighting another candle. Aww. So don't, don't be afraid to give. You cannot ever give so much that it's returned to you. You know, be wise in your giving, but don't be afraid to light somebody else's candle. That's with number. And I like that with the candle. I always say you have to fill your own cup and and give from the overflow. But you're you're responsible for your own energy and don't blame anybody else than yourself if your cup is empty. And and I love this image of the crown. It's it's like if you have the crown on, you can't 
like make yourself smaller by giving it's 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 in your that's right your posture changes everything changes <laughs> you're, you're overflowing you know so number seven um is make a positive impact on someone's life number eight is simply enjoying the beauty of creation you know my my brother recently uh flew in town in dc and uh in california and we decided to just take a road trip and while we're there we put the top down in the convertible we're just driving we drove to san francisco from california seeing the beauty of san francisco and the ocean and then we decided to just keep going we went to san diego la los angeles and san diego which is one of my favorite places ever that's where you and i met san diego right um and i love uh just the beauty of nature sometimes it's as simple as just taking a walk you know taking a walk enjoying the fresh air going somewhere beautiful going by the water but that's a source of joy for me as well is just enjoying the beauty of creation looking at the stars you know and just re recognizing this beautiful gift been given and all we have to do is take care of it and enjoy it so that's number eight just enjoy the beauty of creation and you it can be number? a little flower growing out of the concrete beside the road you if you don't have any gorgeous scenery to go to you can look like in the details of of or ants you know or I don't know if you don't like insects. I, I'm just amazed by a little fly, you know, yes. it's flying. It's a little helicopter machine. And <laughs> I, like, come on, and, living it helicopter. and it can walk and fly. And it's, uh, it amazes me. I, I, I can kill an, an, an uh, mosquito. That's like the only animal I can kill. Otherwise, I, I'm just amazed by every creature. And a part of it is being more childlike, you know, um, my son, uh, my son will be five in November uh, during the time of this recording and the, the fascination of a child, they notice everything and they are amazed by it. And sometimes we've got to tap back into our inner child and just be in awe to appreciate life, to appreciate abundance, to appreciate the beauty that's around us. And like you said, you know, it could be listening to music that takes you there or watching the nature channel or whatever it is, you know, just take that time to enjoy this wonderful creation that we are able to partake in. Number nine is simply smile more. <laughs> smile. There's something that happens when we smile. You know, there are chemicals that are released. There are neurotransmitters that start to fire when we smile. Uh, someone said, each time we smile, we throw a little feel-good party in our brains, right? And so I smile. I love to smile. And sometimes when I'm not feeling like smiling, I'll smile. And it instantly changes how I feel. And that's something we can all do. Every, every, all do. Everybody just smile. You know, look in the mirror, smile, practice. Show all 32s, 20s, 6s, 2s, whatever you got, just smile. <laughs> And I like that you you put that on number nine. You know, if if you don't feel like you don't if you don't have your crown on and you don't take care of yourself, it's like, uh, smile. Come on, go away. But if you do all the other things, it's easy to smile if you take care of yourself. 
and I just love the challenge, you know, in the city, like smiling to people, and they're so confused, like, <laughs> you are, who, who are you trying to? And I always, that's something I, I always say in my videos, like smile, collect smiles, you know, today. And people are amazed, like they write in the comments, like I smiled and this, this man was like laughing out loud because he was so happy that I smiled. It's, it's, it's like a ping pong game. Maybe it's, it's just one second and maybe it doesn't spark a smile on the other side, but it absolutely does something anyway. But maybe it's, it's, maybe you have a conversation afterwards. It's just like- You never know. You never know. Yeah, and it's contagious. Yeah. Are you ready for the final grand finale number? <laughs> I am. So here's number 10, especially important for tough times. Because sometimes our circumstances are so we aren't feeling much joy. It can be challenging to find joy during tough times. So number 10 is look for opportunity even in the midst of adversity. Always look for opportunity, even in the midst of adversity. One thing I learned at 14 years old from Napoleon Hill, he said, in every adversity, there lies within it the seed of a greater or equivalent benefit. In every adversity, there lies within it the seed of a greater or equivalent benefit. There's a passage in the Bible that says, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. So that means to me, no matter what my circumstances are, it's all working out for me somehow. It's gonna work out for me somehow. There's another passage in the, in the book of James I love to read the Bible for wisdom and guidance and even success principles. And in the book of James, it says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. For the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect, lacking nothing. So what does that mean to me? It, it means even in the midst of the toughest circumstances, I can find joy in it, knowing that it's going to make something of me. You know, sometimes there are things inside of us that we would never discover until the right obstacle shows up to bring out that greatness within us. You know, chapter seven in my book is about overcoming obstacles and the mindset to overcome obstacles. You talked about the ant earlier. I'm fascinated by ants as well. And if you put an obstacle inside of an ant, in front of an ant, it will go around that obstacle to the left, but it's gonna stay focused on where it's going. If it can't go to the left, it's gonna go around it to the right. If it can't go to the right, it'll climb over the obstacle. If it can't climb over the obstacle, it will dig a tunnel underneath the <laughs> ground and come up on the other side of the obstacle. And if it can't dig a tunnel and go under the obstacle, it will try to gnaw a hole through the obstacle to get through it. An ant is unstoppable because it's so focused on its mission and where it's going 
that it doesn't have time to be burdened by the circumstance for a, for a long period of time. So I'm not saying don't feel where you are, feel it. Embrace the circumstance, mourn the circumstance, but don't get stuck in the circumstance. Your vision is greater than your circumstances. And don't just go through a circumstance. Don't just go through adversity, but grow through it. Like never waste a good cycle, never waste a good failure, never waste a good mistake, never waste a good adversity. If I'm gonna go through it anyway, I'm gonna come out wiser, smarter, better, stronger than I was before it. And when you have that type of winning attitude, that's the born CEO mentality, no adversity goes wasted. There's always a silver lining. There's always some good that comes out of even a bad situation. And if that's not a source of joy, I don't know what it is. <laughs> when you can find joy in the midst of your circumstances, when you can find joy in the midst of adversity, you can always find joy. No matter what's happening around you, no matter what's happening to you, because you know everything is happening for you. And those are my 10 wow. ways to create joy. <laughs> number one, should I go back so to it right there? Number one, believe you are loved unconditionally. Number two, put your crown on. Number three, practice personal development. Number four, guard your mind. Number five, set plan and achieve goals that take you towards your vision. Number six, discover and do what you were born to do. Number seven, make a positive impact in someone's life. Number eight, enjoy the beauty of creation. Number nine, smile. And then number 10, look for opportunity, even in the midst of adversity. Wow, Mr. Fardbell, thank you so, so much. That was like a gift, like 10 gifts handed over to me and to all, all the listeners and, and the people who are watching this video. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Wow. And I had so many, like, you, you sparked so many thoughts in my head. It's so good. And what you said about the, the seed, in, in the adversity, there is the seed. I love this image of you wouldn't put seeds in the ground and half an hour later you would dig and, and, and look at them like, grow, come on, grow, or pull, pull to grow, to make them grow faster. You wouldn't do that. So, but that's a challenge I have. I want to be ahead, you know, I want to be further ahead, always like, oh, this is going so slow. But yeah, just step by step, like my dad walking to the mountain cabin, he's the first up there because, you know, the kids are running up and down and, and have to pee <laughs> and eat something. And he's just like, without a break, going up there. And he's the first uh, reaching the, the door to, to uh, turn the big fat key. It's like, you know, a, a, <laughs> from the smithy like really a key like this big oh wow yeah you should come and that's, Kevin. i look forward to coming to switzerland yes. yes and you know the thing about the seed as you said like it's important not to dig up the seed 
once you plant it, you know, give it time to grow and cultivate it and nurture it. But also to remember that sometimes the, the, the blessing in the midst of the circumstance, the gift, it doesn't show up fully developed. So if you're going, I don't see the light in this. I don't see any good that came from this. Maybe someone passed away or maybe someone lost a job or someone turned ill. And I, I can't see the gift in this right away. And in seed form, we don't see an oak tree when it's in seed form. All we see is an acorn. And it may be so small that we miss it unless we're looking for it. But once you find the seed, you look for the seed in the midst of the circumstance. You've got to plant the seed in the right environment. You've got to cultivate, water the seed, and then allow time for it to grow. And then you'll look up one day and you'll go, wow, look at the beauty that came from these ashes, right? Look at the diamond that came out of this coal. And that's the beauty of number 10. And that's really looking for the opportunity looking for that seed and planting that seed and trusting that some good is going to come from this even if i don't see it fully developed right now i'm going to look back one day and find joy from what once was a tough circumstance everything is working out for me that's a mantra i have to and that's just as you said again a choice it's like yeah, you can say that. That's easy. Yeah, well, it, I feel better if I tell my this, this sentence and not like, oh, there is this big obstacle and I'm just hanging around in front of it and I won't make it. And yeah, you I are. I love it. I love this crown, this crown <laughs> image. I have a meditation. I actually can link to the meditation to, to, to build a golden bubble around you. You know, we did this exercise at Boeson's event too, to grow roots into the ground in a meditation. And then I, I always imagine that there is a golden liquid energy infinite down there in the middle of the earth. And then I pull it up, this golden liquid, this energy, and fill myself up from the inside. And then it's sprinkling around and then I have this golden bubble. So now I will have a golden bubble walking through the city and a crown. I love There you that. go. <laughs> Keep that crown on. All golden and sparkly. I love that. Thank you so much. It was a gift to listen to you. And um, I think the church is missing out on a, on a priest which, <laughs> who, who will be the best in uh, inspiring people. But you're inspiring the world by being a coach. That's, um, that's even better, I think. For people yes, not believing in church and things, they can be inspired by your wisdom. Um, I love having, it. Having this special house around them. Well, thank you for having me on. I look forward to continuing to, to learn and grow. I love your podcast. And I look forward to meeting uh, uh, others who are, are developing more joy in their lives as well. So much, yeah, like creating joy on purpose, and then also seeing and 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 collecting joyful moments from from outside. I think it's it's a balance, and we can decide. That's so powerful. I love it. Well, Thank thanks so you. much for having Take me. Take care, and um, yeah, we will put all the links and the book and the the 
the book recommendations you said and the, the links to to these um, sources into the show notes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If anybody wants to stay in touch, um, at Coach Fardbell, and you, everything is at bornceo.com. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Coach Fardbell. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. If you liked this episode, I look forward to a review from you and it would be so nice to hear from you what you liked best and what is your takeaway and maybe it sparked some idea. You really are surprised to to have this idea now and you can go and create joy for your life. And please tell me about it. I would love to hear from you. My contact details, you will find them in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.